The kids cook their own lunches. I haven't cooked breakfast since all of this started. I still am very involved with dinner, but it's really pretty fantastic. Welcome to the Smart Money Mama Show, where moms get real about money to help you find your financial confidence and live your best life. Now let's talk money, mamas. Hey there, I'm your host, Chelsea Brennan, and mamas, today on the show, we're talking to my friend Aaron Chase, founder of $5 Dinners and My Freeze Easy. Aaron has always been on a mission to help busy, overwhelmed home chefs learn to spend less money on groceries and get organized in the kitchen, and she's amazing at it. But today, we're talking about her new product, her Kid cooking curriculum and guided videos for teaching your kids how to cook. This was a project born out of the COVID shutdown, and it is so, so fun. It helps give kids an important life skill, healthy, affordable cooking, and can create helpers for you at home. So let's dive into how you can teach your kids to be independent in the kitchen. As always, stick around until the end of the show to hear my top three takeaways from this conversation with Aaron, or you can head over to smartmoneymamas.com forward slash Aaron for the complete show notes. Are you ready, mamas? Let's get started. Hey, Erin, how are you? Hey, Chelsea, I'm great. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to have you on because I feel like COVID has created so many like negative things for so many different businesses. And I love what you started doing right at the start of quarantine. So can you tell us what your project was? Yes. So our spring break week was the week of March 9th through the 13th, which is, you know, kind of when everything started crumbling. The 11th is when they announced the NBA shutting down and Tom Hanks posted on Instagram, right? It's like, we all remember that week really well. And so Friday morning, I was at the gym. This was before everything shut down. And it was actually the last time I was at the gym, still today. And I thought, we hadn't heard about our school cancellation yet. And I thought, what am I going to do with my boys? What are we going to do? And then beyond that, how can I step in to help other parents through this? Because, you know, I actually have a degree in biology. I, you know, have a little bit of maybe more knowledge than the common person would about, you know, viruses and pandemics and whatnot, long story short. So I knew that this wasn't going to be a quick, like up, shut down for two weeks. I sensed early on that this was going to be a, you know, 18 months to two years sort of bouncing back and forth, which is kind of what we're starting to see now, you know, fast forward a few months. And so I thought we have to do something. I have to do something with my kids. I'm going to teach them how to cook live on Facebook, and I'm going to invite other kids to cook along with us. So that's what I decided to do Friday morning. So I set that into motion Friday afternoon. We get an announcement, maybe one o'clock that our school's canceled for the following week. We still hadn't heard anything beyond that. And we are packing our car to go to my friend's river house, which has no cell service and no Wi-Fi. So I am like Steve's driving. I'm frantically in the front seat, like trying to type out, like, here's the recipes we're going to do. I made a Canva image on my phone and I posted that to our Facebook page like minutes before we lost cell service. I mean, it was very intense, but I was like, we have to do this. So I'm like writing down a shopping list on a piece of paper in the car, texted that to my assistant and was like, here's the shopping list, spread it around. Like, yeah. It was very fast and bare bones and basic. And so I did walk down to the neighbors on Saturday and accessed their Wi-Fi for about an hour. And that 
post I did just had gone crazy. I had no idea. We have a pretty good-sized Facebook page, but you just never know what's going to strike a chord, and this one clearly did. And so Monday morning, one of the Charlie and I hopped in the kitchen, and we started cooking live in a kind of guided lesson sort of way, where I'm teaching Charlie, and the cameras are on him, even in that two-day time. We had kids, like thousands of kids joining us. And so it was just nuts. So we did it for the first week and then a second week. And then I ended up doing two more weeks in April for a total of 20 lessons. And then, you know, like I said, you know, this isn't going to be going anywhere, you know, the next hot minute. And so I thought we have to make this a little bit more formalized, if you will. And so we turned it into like a full kids cooking curriculum. And so I have a master's degree in education in curriculum and instructional design. So I kind of pulled back that from the archives and pulled this together into a more formal, you know, with cooking objectives. And we kind of reorganized the recipes so they would make more sense in the way that we grouped them together versus the way we shot the videos live. And so we put together what is now called the Whisk Kid Guidebook, which is a printed book, like a, like, it's almost more like a workbook, but I like to call it a guidebook so that we like the kids don't feel like they're really working <laughs> their guide. And, you know, it goes, it matches perfectly with all of the guided lessons, the video lessons that we have done. So you can access the guided video lessons, but the most helpful way for your kids to learn how to cook with me teaching them is going to be using the WizKid guidebook. You know, we've got some cute little stickers as you complete the lessons. Like I'm a big sticker nerd. So like, I'm thrilled that we get to do stickers with this. <laughs> and so it's just been a lot of fun to be able to step in to this massive need in the middle of this insane crisis and to be able to, you know, for kids to walk away with these valuable life skills and these character traits, you know, perseverance and not giving up and learning about cleaning up messes, like all of these things that come with working in the kitchen. And I think that in the feedback we've heard from parents is it's just so great that it's coming from you and not me. I'm fortunate enough that, you know, me teaching my boys, it's online video, you know, so (laughs) kind of, and they choose to do this. Like they don't have to do this. All four of them have chosen to participate, which is wonderful. And so we are just thrilled with the response that we've gotten and the being able to turn it into a guidebook so quickly that can then help people, you know, once we get back in school going again, who knows what's going to be going on. So to be able to have an activity that, you know, I can't say it's screen free because there is video watching involved, but it's not a Twitch video or a (laughs) gamer on YouTube or... (laughs) They're learning. They're learning maybe something a little more practical than which area to drop into in Fortnite. So (laughs) I have to say, we got the guidebook in the mail. And the first thing my four-year-old pulled out was the stickers. And he was like, where do we put the stickers? It's like, well, you got to do a little work first before we can put the stickers on. But definitely a huge draw. So how old is Charlie? He just turned 13. Okay. And then I have a 15-year-old Ryan. And so the two of them are, they can work their way around the kitchen pretty well. Like I can already say, hey, go start dinner or go start this or go start that. But we're really kind of fine tuning and getting into, you know, different types of cooking strategies, which we dive into in all of the lessons. And then I also have Tyler, who is 10 and Austin, who is seven. So I really have kind of the range of ages working through 
you know, all of these different lessons. And, you know, yes, there are like the grilled cheese works easier for younger kiddos. The chicken quesadillas, I think Austin did that one with me and he managed just fine. I think with the older kids, it's a little bit more of like, you're kind of just peeking and like checking on them. And then the younger kids, you might, you obviously, if you're using a sharp knife or raw meat, you've really got to be there supervising until they learn. Even my older boys, I'm still like, uh, raw meat. You know, just little cues to make sure. Put your hands in your mouth. (laughs) Yes. Sanitizing the counters and, you know, not putting their hands in their mouths. And what else did this possibly touch? Like just kind of that mindfulness of food safety as well. You know, I do have kind of all the ages, right? Not the littles, little tinies, but we have had just the most fun doing these. And we're going to do more of them over the summer um, and possibly into the school year as well. So it's just such... You know, at first, nobody wanted to hear the use this time wisely. This is a gift. Like, which I picked that out real quick because I needed something positive to focus on. (laughs) But I think now, you know, it's summer and we've kind of all settled into this. Like we can still go out a little bit, but we're still being mindful and at home more often than maybe we would be. And, you know, camps getting canceled in the summer and unknowns Mm -hmm. for school in in the fall. And so I think that this is just a fantastic resource to just help fill in the gaps and have your kids engaged in something for an hour every day for a couple days. And they're going to learn some. I don't remember the last time I cooked lunch, to be honest, unless (laughs) I was making myself a salad or something. But the kids cook their own lunches. I haven't cooked breakfast since all of this started. I still am very involved with dinner, but it's really pretty fantastic. That's awesome. And so you run $5 dinners. So have your kids been having these cooking lessons before this, your older kids at least? I will say that I've been not as intentional maybe as I should have been, which is another reason. I'm just grateful for this because it's helped me too. It really has. And I say kind of going back to those initial lessons, you know, we did one a day for five days, which is how the, the guidebook is framed as well. You know, learn all these dinner recipes, learn all these breakfasts. We kind of break it out like that. And really what that did is it kind of anchored my day. You know, we have 16 hours to burn, essentially. (laughs) Less if you've got littles, right? Because they're sleeping a little longer. But that's a lot of time to deal with. And so to have this, like, I was live for an hour at 4 o'clock every afternoon. It just really set this part. So that's what we would encourage anybody using Whisket to do is just like take a week and pick a time that's going to work for your schedule that week. And, you know, we're kind of all loosey goosey with time right now. So pick that time and then just stick to that and just, you'll see it really, the kids know what to expect. They know they're cooking, you know, lunch at 11 o'clock or 12 o'clock, whatever time you pick for lunch or dinner or whatever. And it really does help just give a, just enough structure to all of this crazy amount of time that we have. And, you know, I think that with having the guided video lessons there will help parents to just know that I've got it and I'm teaching them as I'm teaching my own child. Like, and Mm. I speak to your kids in your kitchen as I'm speaking to Charlie in my kitchen. And so it's really, I think it feels easy to follow. I don't rush through it. There's zero editing on these. It was shot live And so it's really like, okay, go get out the can opener, open the can. I'm just standing there waiting while they're opening (laughs) the can, you know? So I think that it just feels very, the way that we did the videos and the lessons are very just sort of natural in your own kitchen. And I've set the whole thing up 
So depending on the age and maturity of your kid, they can just kind of do this on their own. They can access the lessons on their own. They can find them from the workbook and just making it real easy for, you know, our kids are better with technology than we are. So Mm. (laughs) when I set all of it up, I was real mindful of that so that it would take a little bit of the pressure off of parents to have to be there the entire time while they're working or whatever. Obviously supervising is, is important. I can't physically do that for you, but I can set you up for success in the actual lessons. That's awesome. You've done 20 of these lessons with your kids. You've now built this whole curriculum. What was surprising to you about working with your boys through this program? You know, I think that with anything like, you know, learning, it's important to get their buy-in. And I think with the lessons, the buy-in was cool because, you know, mom's famous and I'm going to be on TV, basically their version of TV and YouTube. I'm going to be on YouTube, you know. So I think, you know, that probably was a lot of fun to watch sort of that evolution and progression with them and just being involved. Like they're the mailing squad now. Ryan was just putting together the weekend orders just right before we started here. And so I think that it's just really cool to see um, not only the things they've learned in the kitchen and that I'm essentially working myself out of the job, although I will continue to cook for them because I love to cook and I love to feed them. Um, (laughs) But it's just nice to get a break, like go grill some burgers, dude. And I'm show up and have my burger. Right. So I think that, you know, I, like I said earlier, I wasn't intentional enough about that before. They all had a little bit of cooking experience and they've been doing scrambled eggs and, and pancakes and things like that on their own for a while. But I think some of the more practical, you know, making a pasta skillet dinner, for example, I mean, that's just, it's basically, that's a homemade hamburger helper, right? So mm-hmm. that's just real good to know how to do. So I'm really glad that this time and this, this, I guess, crisis afforded that to us and it's going to pay itself so many times in the future. So, Oh, for sure. I feel like this is one of those life skills that everybody moves out for the first time and is like, wow, I really wish I knew how to cook better. Right. And it saves you money. There's just so many benefits to it for sure. So now that you've gone through this with your boys and are realizing that like you might have wanted to be more intentional with this earlier, when would you have started? I'm thinking about my boys being two and four and whether, you know, we should get started with them now. Great question. And I think that there's a number of ways we could tackle this. And the first is that, you know, you got to think about learning how to cook is sort of like it's very evolutionary and developmental. It's very much going to depend on the kid, their maturity level also like executive functioning level. There's Mm. so much that goes into all of this. And the third would be their interest level. You know, I have one kid that's super into grilling and the other ones prefer the actual still cooking in the kitchen. They're just not kind of ready for the grill yet. And so I really think you've got to think about all of that, but in general, you know, your kid best. So in general, younger kiddos, you know, three, four, five, mixing ingredients, using the whisk, mashing potatoes, things that don't require washing vegetables. You could have them cutting cookie dough or biscuits, just practicing with foods that are really soft, whether that's with cutters, like a heart-shaped cutter, or there's a plastic knife that is, I think, by Curious Chef, and it will not cut their skin, but it's sharp enough to cut through softer foods strawberries are a great place to start with softer foods. And so you could have them doing that with a plastic knife. We'll get into knives in a minute, but (laughs) 
there's kind of some debate there. So anything that doesn't require a lot of fine motor skills, that's what you want to be looking for, the examples I shared there. But really what it comes down to there is fine motor skills, right? Like when you look at a child and the way they develop with handwriting, they start, fun random fact here, they start with movement at their shoulder, So they're making these big circles and that's why they need the little kiddos need big pieces of paper and it's just stripes everywhere, you know, Mm -hmm. then it moves to their elbow. Their dexterity is coming from the elbow and then it moves to the wrist and finger level. And that's why, you know, the big cute handwriting when they're in pre-K, kinder and first grade, and then the handwriting gets smaller and smaller. And then now my high school kid, like I can barely read what he's saying, but um, (laughs) that's the progression of fine motor. If you look at it, In that sense, the same kind of applies to kitchen tasks. And so anything that's more gross motor, bigger movements, this big stirring, the mashing, the washing, those are really great. And I think it's just great. They also learn, you know, we need to wash the vegetables before we cut them. So that's just like a simple kind of two-step part of a task. And that'll feed into the sort of the ordering of operations in the kitchen can get very complicated, especially if you're doing Mm -hmm. multiple things at once. And that's really an executive functioning skill. So all that will feed in as they continue to to grow and develop in different tasks. I think another great task for younger kiddos will require some supervision, but my boys will start this at five or six is peeling carrots. They're pretty well protected with the peeler as long as you're teaching them to peel away from them and they're not putting the peeler too close to their finger. They're holding the carrot correctly with their fingers kind of can't see me, but like bent like a claw almost. Yep. So I think that's a really good one, you know, moving into like the six to eight year old range, measuring cups, teaching how to measure with a cup and a a spoon, tablespoon, teaspoon, all that whisking, being a little bit more aggressive with like, I mentioned pancakes earlier, pancake batter is great. Or (laughs) even just pancakes, you know, of either mixing from a box or mixing up a batter, doing the pancakes, when to flip them, all of those things. That's a great, also, we don't have that in the WhiskKid book. Maybe we'll do a edition number two, but um, <laughs> that's another good one just for sort of the executive functioning of like, we got to do this first and then we got to preheat and then we got to, you know, use a cup to pour this much on and wait for the bubbles and flip and all that. So I think that those are a great sort of six to eight range. And this also setting the table, chores, dishes, trash, sweeping, like, all of those things that come along with mealtime, this is a great time to start into those sort of routines and almost like systems, if you will, for your family. Those do change and evolve as your family gets older and, and changes and all that stuff. But um, And then last here would be, are they ready to use a real knife? I have used the plastic knives in like group cooking settings, but I have not used them with my own kids. Interesting. I waited until they were a little bit older. Again, fine motor. I have two kiddos who struggle with fine motor skills and two that do not. So you got to know your kids and you can start with, I would start with a sharp knife and obviously supervise very closely. I think the thing that kids struggle with, with knives is they'll move their hand that they're holding the food with. That's the tricky part. Holding of the knife is not quite as tricky, and that will change and, and emerge as they grow, the way they hold the knife. But the way they hold the food is the most important. So you got to make sure they're old enough to do that well. If you do want to start them younger with real sharp knives, then you can get like protective gloves that are made with 
chain mail. It's not chain mail, but it's, I think it's armor <laughs> back in by ancient times. It's that metal that you can't cut through. So you could have them put that hand in that. So that would be, you know, a seven, eight, nine year old. The trouble with that is that again, pros and cons to all these things, then they're not really learning how to claw the food well. And when they stop the gloves, then their fingers are going to be at risk again. It's You just know all of these things as they're progressing through them. I just waited until they were old enough and capable enough of using the sharp knives. I don't have any protective gloves, but you can just grab them off Amazon. Same with the plastic knife. So that's just whatever you are comfortable with. That depends on how involved you want to be in supervision and all of that stuff. So on the knives. So we have the Curious Chef knives. Our boys love them. Our four-year-old specifically, like we do strawberries and zucchini and things that they can cut kind of easily. But we had the same conversation with my father-in-law is a trained chef. And so he doesn't love the knives because they're not learning the proper knife skill, right? And he worries that they're going to get complacent with that the knife can't cut them. So we work on the knife skills. It's funny though, um, like we tell them they got to keep their fingers out of the way and no putting your face, no licking the knives. Uh, but it comes back. My husband, <laughs> when he's making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, he has a horrible habit of licking the butter knife. And every time our four-year-old's like, dad, you cannot <laughs> horrified. He's horrified every time. But yeah, it's, it's hard to know what to do because like we have a very verbal, very fine motor skill four-year-old boy who wants to help with everything. So the measuring, the mixing, the cracking of eggs, he wants to do more, but he's not really ready to do anything more. So we gave him the knife, but we'll see what happens over time. Maybe grandpa can teach him how to do the knife skills properly when he's older. (laughs) I love that. And I think what you said is spot on. You kind of got to work with them. You don't want to frustrate him and not allowing him. So it could be that you're just like, here's some flour in a bowl. You do your version and make a mess over there while I do the actual pancake batter. (laughs) Because you don't want him to lose interest and you don't want him to get frustrated, right? It's a fine sort of balance. You want to keep him engaged, but also you want to eat pancakes that actually like have the baking powder in them so that they fluff up, right? (laughs) We do a lot of math with him. So like definitely like, okay, we need a cup of sugar. So that's four quarter cups of sugar. And he like, we'll let him pour the quarter cup into the full cup so that we don't end up with, you know, 50% more sugar than we actually need. (laughs) But yeah, that's, those are good points too, about letting him kind of do it on his own as well. I love it. And you know, as they get older, once you get them through like the learning how to use a knife safely and all of that, then you can transition nine, 10, 11, 12 into like, Here's how you cook in the oven. Here's how you cook on the stovetop, like the pasta skillet meals I mentioned, grilled cheese, quesadillas. And there's a lot of different things you can get into. The other thing too is they get older and they're able to do a little bit more of that executive functioning as far as like actually let them write the meal plan, let them write out all the ingredients. Like these are all really important things that I think before this, it was just something that I did because it was faster and easier and I was, you know, looking at what's on sale at the store. And so now this is the time for me to be teaching them that. And so mm-hmm. these are all just like, I think this slowdown has been enough to, okay, we're going to be more proactive now because we can be, I'm kind of through the emotional mess of all of that. And now it's like, okay, this is our time. You know, once things get picked back up, whenever that may be and activities and stuff, these kinds of things, it's, they're just harder to do. And so you just have to be extra intentional, you know, in the future 
But for now, this is like, it's just gold. So are you involving them in the meal planning and the looking at sales and stuff now? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. They actually tried to add things. I have a grocery. I'm actually still doing pickup, but I don't normally do that, but we are now. And so they wanted to add stuff and I was like, sorry, too late. (laughs) I already made the list and I already (laughs) put the order in. So yes, they are very much more involved. And I think too, it's, it helps right now because we're just eating at home all the time. So if we want to do something different for breakfast, they've got to tell me, otherwise it's the same old, same old for breakfast, right? If we're going to do something different for lunch, which we kind of have the same, we kind of pick from the same meals over and over anyways, but they've got to be involved and we can be right now because we're here all the time together and it's quick to ask because everyone's here, you know? Yeah. (laughs) They're not at nine different activities. So it's just easier, but also because I'm being intentional about it. I think that's part of it too. Mamas, I've got a lot more questions for Aaron about how to help our kids be independent in the kitchen, but let's take a quick break to hear from our amazing partners who help make the Smart Money Mama show possible. Today's podcast is brought to you by Policy Genius. Mamas, we need to make sure our families are financially prepared for emergencies. That's why we created the Family Emergency Binder. But every parent also needs life insurance to provide for their partner or kids if they were no longer around. At Policy Genius, you can get quotes on quality, affordable term life insurance policies from multiple trusted providers in just minutes. And if you're healthy, you could qualify for a Bright House Simply Select policy, which offers all the benefits and great prices of term life insurance, but without the pesky in-person health checks or lab work. Head to policygenius.com forward slash smart money mamas to apply for your life insurance policy today and make sure your family is supported no matter what. So I'm going to switch it up on you a little bit to talk about parents who want to teach their kids these skills, but don't feel like they have these skills, right? And I think that we see this a lot. To go back to knife skills, right, is one that you watch people or I watch people cut things sometimes and I'm just like, oh my God, you're going to take your finger off. It's really nerve wracking. So if you're someone who has never been taught to cook properly, where would you start to teach yourself these skills? Start with WizKid. (laughs) Really, it's budget friendly. It's when I was choosing these meals back when we were doing the live lessons before I kind of reorganized it into this sort of curriculum format and guidebook and whatnot. I actually wrote the cooking objectives in the car. When I wrote the shopping list, I also wrote the cooking objectives. And so I think that what we do is one basic, but two, these types of cooking strategies, like the pasta skillet, for example, a pasta bake, these things can be applied the same step one, step two, step three in a pasta skillet. You could make a hundred different meals that way. And I also tell you how to do rice in a skillet in the video, right? Mm -hmm. Not in the recipe book, but in the video. And so I really tried to make the videos both guided for kids, let's say, But I also taught a lot in them outside of that, both for the kids to know for the future, but also we actually got an email over the weekend, a reply email, because after you order a book, I want to check on you. And so we do check on you. And somebody wrote back and said, I got this for me, not for my kids. And I was like, well, this is for chefs of all ages, young at heart or actually young. So day for you. So I really think that, you know, just the format of this and it's guided in the, in the sense that I'm not rushing you through it. You don't have to pause the video while you go get the can opener, all that kind of thing. It just makes it really practical. And then if, or if you're teaching your kid, do it with them, learn 
alongside of them would be another option. So I think just using this or cooking alongside of them would work for an adult too. Perfect. And what type of things like basic, and I'm thinking kids that are going out on their own, right? That are graduating college or they're moving out of the house. What is like the basic stocking of a kitchen? Like, do you have favorite pans or favorite knives that you recommend people look at? Like, what would you set your kids up as when they leave the house? Cookware. Oh my goodness. Okay. Definitely like the basic basics are going to be knives and cutting boards, right? Cookware. I think the best way to go with cookware, either stainless or nonstick or a combination of both. So I would probably do like stainless pots where you're, you know, for pasta, Mm -hmm. a couple quarts, you know, maybe just a three or four quart little pot to cook vegetables or pasta or whatever in is probably fine for a single person or newlyweds even. And then, you know, definitely want to get a good skillet, a nonstick skillet with a good lid because you don't always have to use the lid, but you want to have one like a tight fitting, like a heavy lid with even like the little rim around it so that it fits tight. I have a skillet that just has kind of a put on top lid and it doesn't, it's not good. It's, it's fine for a few things, but it's not great for a skillet meal. And I think that, you know, the recipes that we have here in this set of lessons and all the recipes on $5 dinners are very budget friendly and very, and also just quick and easy. That's our whole goal and our, our, the filters that we use for sharing recipes. And so I think that a good set of knives, cutting board, you know, boiling water, pots and pans, good skillet, and maybe some baking sheets. You can do a lot, a lot in the kitchen with that. And then the ga- on the gadgets front, you can just order, if, especially if you're starting off or you're, you're going out off to college. And I would just get a set. They come in, you know, 10, 15, 20 piece sets that have a little bit of everything. And then as you grow and mature, then I would say invest in maybe a, a higher quality brand. I mean, there's a, there's different levels of cookware brands and gadget brands mm-hmm. all over the place. And so as you've come to like, oh, I always tend to use my slotted spatula for half the meals that I like. I have my favorite gadgets, right? So once you kind of hone in on that, you need these to make this type of meal that you make often, then you can, you know, start to invest in more going to last you a lot longer. Some of the things I even have from when we got married, which was 18 years ago, are still holding strong. So I think that would probably be a pretty basic startup kitchen set. It's really funny. My younger brother, who's a minor league hockey player, and so he's moving around all the time, was constantly complaining that he couldn't cook. And so a couple years ago, I sent him a crock pot. And I was like, I know you're going to tell me this is like a soccer mom thing, but you need this. And he brings it everywhere. He's like, if he's going away for a week, he's taking the crock pot with him. He's like, it's the easiest way for me to cook. I don't have to think about it. And now his skills have advanced a lot. He's a very good cook, but he loves that thing. (laughs) It's like his best friend. Really good to start with the gadget for sure. For recipes for kids, are you guys switching over to like, so your kids are doing all lunches at this point, or do they have a night a week they're doing dinner? How are you making this a more regular part of your routine? So yeah, they're definitely, you know, on their own for breakfast and lunch. And sometimes it's they go in and make and fix whatever they want. And sometimes it's like, hey, I want to make X, who wants some? And it's not super planned out in terms of like, Ryan's cooking lunch on Monday. Like it's a little bit more, I mean, organic. We have the ingredients we need. You know, they can go in and use them as they 
want to really that's so that's mm-hmm. kind of breakfast and lunch and then dinner we are more specific we actually have um, one of the things that's come out of this as well is we've started having a family meeting on Sunday afternoons every Sunday this is something that Steve and I have done for many years well the last couple of months we've brought the kids into all of that conversation and it's been really fruitful and that's one of the things that we talk about is okay Ryan, what do you want to cook this week? You want to make burgers again? Okay, you can do burgers on because he loves to make burgers. He's like perfecting his own. It'll end up on the blog at some point, but he's still working on perfecting his burger recipe. And so part of it's me also, you know, I, I photograph a lot of food and do videos and stuff. So I need working more around like what I need to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a little funky, not normal, but that's just having that quick check-in once a week that way. I know what night they're cooking. So then I know I can work until six and show up at the table. Right. So it's been somewhat planned. There's sometimes it shifts around a little bit, but it's really nice. And then we're also going to be doing the live lessons throughout the summer. And so that'll be a little bit more structure maybe than normal. Mm -hmm. That's been really fantastic. The other thing that we're doing too, I should add this because they all now have their own biscuit copy. So they've helped me with one or two lessons each week through the 20 lessons, but I want them learning the things they didn't learn before. So Mm. they've gotten a lot of practice. Like Tyler is an expert grilled cheese maker, expert, right? So he needs (laughs) to work on some other ones. And so we're part of our meeting too is, okay, you're also going to do, you know, quesadillas this week. And so I think that that, it's like just structured enough to kind of work around my own like work food needs. But what I would recommend if you're using the Whisk Kid guidebook would be to pick a set of the five lessons and do them all in a week's time. It also gets them into the rhythm and the cadence of like, you got to cook every day mm-hmm. and you know, we're making lunch every day and here's five different lunches that you can try to make that are super easy, super kid-friendly, delicious, and are going to set them up to be able to do this again next week, in the following week, right? That's, I mean, for me, part of the goal is working myself out of the job is as much as I'm teaching them these life skills, right? Like it's, I don't want to say purely selfish because I'm giving them a gift in this time, right? Mm -hmm. But (laughs) it's coming back and paying itself because (laughs) now I'm not in the kitchen quite as much, even though I love to be. It's mm-hmm. just a a matter of there are six people in this family that need to eat every day. And, you know, our schedule's kind of loosey-goosey in the summer. And it'll kind of, with structure, help with school starting again. Uh, whatever that's going to look like, I don't know. So I think that is a really long answer to say I'm being more intentional about it, but still somewhat flexible. And I think the one big question that a lot of moms will be wondering is, what about cleanup? Because I think sometimes we're worried about bringing our kids into the kitchen because it's going to make such a big mess. And we're like, we don't have that much time to begin with. <laughs> like, please don't come destroy the kitchen. So how are you guys handling cleanup? So first, you got to know, anytime anybody's learning how to do anything, right? And I mm-hmm. always use the analogy of me training my like work team members, right? Like when I show them what to do, the first time they do it, they might not do it right, which yep. would be like a work mess, Right. That's fine. It's part of learning. And so in the kitchen, it's just more physical mess in terms of, oh my gosh, there is flour inside the drawer underneath (laughs) where you were making whatever on the counter, right? 
So it just, it seems like it's a bigger mess, but what I want you to focus on is not the mess. I want you to focus on the memories and I want you to focus on the skills they're learning. And I think that, you know, I'm an Enneagram one type a, like I need everything to be in order. Like it's just, that's just how it's the personality. It has its pros and its flaws, right? So that's something that I have to tell myself all the time is this is part of the process. This is them learning. And look at me now. I've worked myself out of the job. So yay for all those messes. Like I'm on the flip of that now where I can say all of the eggs that were miscracked in teaching Ryan how to scramble eggs seven years ago. That is years worth of me not making scrambled eggs for breakfast. You just have to think about it differently. You see this used a lot, or I see it a lot. It's like, I have to clean up this mess, or I have to teach them how to clean up after their cooking lesson, right? No, it's I get to Mm. teach them how to clean up this mess, and I get to equip them with these valuable life skills. And so I just think that with all the other pressures in life, It's the kid messes that can really get to us. And if we can reframe those into like the grand scheme of it all, then it's like, okay, yep, go ahead and make your mess. Yep, this is good. And then teaching them how to clean it up, like slow down, teach them how to do it, check their work, make sure, like we have the boys come to us and say, can you please check to make sure that my job is done? Still, the older kids too. Like it's just a part of the way that we operate in not just messes with the cooking lesson, but just chores in general, because we need to make sure that they did it to completion. Because when they get to their job and they don't do it right, I'm going to get fired. (laughs) Right. So not maybe the first time, but if it happens over and over. And so we want to make sure that they are learning the importance of a job well done. And so, yes, that takes time and it takes a little bit more, maybe patience, if you will, but it's a get to, it's not a have to, you got to think about it that way. Absolutely. I love that. So Erin, where can people go and buy their WISKID workbook? You've got to come get one. They are <laughs> going to be super helpful to you. I want, I want to teach your kids how to cook. Like That's why we're here. That's why we're doing this. I want to take that pressure off your plate. So if you visit $5dinners.com, which is the number five and then dollardinners.com is spelled out, there is a WISKID logo at the very top. And then there's a little WISKID guy about halfway down the page. Just click on that. It'll take you right where you need to go. You can get it ordered and we will get it mailed out to you. We also have a digital version. So if you don't want the printed version and the stickers and the certificate that you can fill out when your kids finish, all their lessons, then you can order a digital version as well. And we will email that to you right away. If you get the printed version, we will also email you a digital version. So you have a backup. Awesome. Yeah, that's great. And I think everyone should go get started. Guys, we'll have the links to that in the show notes. Aaron, before we let you go, we have to do one silly thing. Uh oh! So, <laughs> I almost forgot. Did you hear that? I was like ready to just close it out there. And then I was like, wait, no, we forgot. So we do the Smart Money Mamas sorting hat every episode. So the sorting hat is our version of a hot seat where we have the magical hat ask a question about you. Are you ready? Uh oh. <laughs> sure. Shoot. Go. What was one thing you wish you learned about money as a kid? 
One thing I wish I learned about money as a kid would be the compounding Mm. effect of saving for the future. I didn't learn that concept until I was mid late twenties, probably, which is a lot of money. If you look at a chart in terms of it, you know, if you start saving, so I actually had this conversation with my oldest son this week is what do I need to do? And I was like, he said, what do I need to do to buy a second home when I retire? And I was like, you start putting money. Really thinking ahead there. He's so funny. He's like a wise old soul. And I explained the compounding and we actually looked at a chart to see like, if you start when you're 18 versus if you start when you're 25 or 32, or like we looked at some different options and he was just like, so I wish I had understood that and developed that savings habit earlier to then of course, take advantage of compounding. Awesome. Yeah. I think that that's a really powerful, they call it like the eighth wonder of the world, right? Is yes, for just sure. really start as early as possible. Well, Aaron, we'll have everybody visit $5 dinners and buy WizKid. Thanks so much for joining us. I hope we get to talk to you again soon. Thanks for having me. This has been so great and so fun. Mamas, are you excited to help your kids learn how to be little chefs? I'm really looking forward to going through the WizKid cookbook with Henry. He's still pretty young, but we're going to start with some of the simplest recipes, watch the videos together, and add more skills as he's ready. I'm so grateful to Erin and her boys for putting together this curriculum. It's such a fun thing to come out of all the COVID craziness, and it's an awesome opportunity to take advantage of some of this extra time at home. As always, I've rounded up my top three favorite takeaways from this conversation with Erin that you can take into the kitchen with your kiddos. First, there are so many valuable life skills to be learned from cooking. Yes, knowing how to cook is in itself a life skill. Anyone who's ever been a 20-year-old and watched their friends struggle to make eggs knows that. Or frankly, anyone who still struggles to make a grocery list that results in actual yummy recipes. But cooking, it goes beyond that. It can teach attention to detail, following instructions, math, fine motor skills, food safety, and so much more. And as your kids gain confidence in the kitchen, they can also flex their creativity by making their own recipes and testing flavor combinations. Not to mention the joy that comes from preparing a meal for those you love. Food is sustenance, but it's also a huge part of culture and family. The earlier we can let our kids start feeling comfortable preparing their own food and food for others, the better. Second, kids can start building skills in the kitchen at a young age. Yes, you probably don't want to leave your three-year-old in the kitchen to make a souffle. That sounds dangerous. But like most things, young kids are capable of more than we give them credit for. I love Aaron's suggestions of starting at age two to four, letting kids add ingredients, stir, flip pancakes with supervision, then adding skills as they're ready. Henry, George, and I can't eat gluten, and since gluten-free baking is one of my favorite hobbies, the boys spend a lot of time in the kitchen with me. They love measuring out ingredients, cracking eggs, turning on the mixer, checking to see how the bread is rising. And we also get to talk about what has gluten and what doesn't to better prepare them to make good choices when they're not with us and need to remember that they can't eat gluten. They can't be left unattended really anywhere, but definitely not in the kitchen. But it's fascinating seeing them grow. Henry has started to anticipate what comes next. He knows what goes into certain recipes like waffles or banana bread. And it's really cool to see his mind work. And the sooner you can start intentionally teaching in the kitchen, the less foreign it'll be when you ask your 15-year-old to go make dinner. And But even if you're starting at 15, they'll thank you when they're older. 
And finally, third, the mess early on is worth the long-term benefits. I'm sure you've seen across social media the mindset shift Aaron shared today, that you don't have to do XYZ, you get to do XYZ, whatever that is. Yet when it comes to cooking with your kids, I think this is an especially powerful thought. Your kids will make a mess of the kitchen. They will ruin some recipes. Heck, I said tablespoon instead of teaspoon to Jeremiah just a couple weeks ago, and we made the saltiest batch of steak tips ever. It happens, but they will learn and those skills will benefit them for years and years. It will help them save money on groceries and avoid ordering Grubhub every single night. It will mean they eat healthier or at least know how to. It's crucial to mention though, that you'll also be making amazing memories. I said earlier that food is a part of culture and family. And taking the time to teach your kids to cook, even if it's sitting in the kitchen while they learn from Aaron and Whisk Kids, checking in on them and eating what they create, they won't just learn a skill. When they move out and go to make dinner, they'll remember those times with you. So embrace the mess. Teach them to clean it up. Celebrate all their learning and the independence they're building for adulthood. It's not always easy to keep that perspective when your kitchen is covered with flour, but I have faith in you and your kiddos. You've got this. Mamas, I want to thank Erin again for joining me on the show and sharing how she's helping more kids find confidence in the kitchen. As a reminder, for a summary of our key takeaways, along with links to Erin's site, including her Whisk Kid training and guidebook, head to smartmoneymamas.com forward slash Erin. Oh, and mamas, if you enjoyed today's episode and want to support me in the show, hit subscribe in your podcast app and tell a friend. You're amazing and we love you. Keep talking money, mamas. I'll see you next time.